Greetings everyone uh, and welcome to the Grace, Peace and Balance radio show by Gabi Abdelgadir and this is episode 68 and today I have a very special guest for you, Teresa Vermilion and uh, I'll tell you a little bit about, she's a lot more than she gives her, herself credit for but I'm going to read her bio, her brief bio. So Teresa is a leader in personal growth area. She's the creator of Lighter Life Coach, where she combines her experience and knowledge in education, health, personal growth, and fitness to create programs for her clients. She specializes as a life coach that guides women get the life they want by helping them end the struggle with overweight and overwhelm so they can have a lighter body and a lighter life. Teresa has a degree in education along with multiple certifications in health and fitness. She lives in Cincinnati, Ohio with her husband and occasionally one of their grown kids, three grown kids. Her favorite things are being outside in nature, learning new things and spending time and petting her dog, Magic. You can find out more and reach her at lighterlifecoach.com and she wants you to live light. And I will be posting her bio and her contact information uh, below. So Teresa, welcome to my podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Gabby. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so talk to me. I, I, you and I are members at uh, the Influencers Academy Club. That's how we met. It's an amazing uh, group of uh, individuals. That's where we met and uh, we share a lot in common. So I really wanted you to be on my podcast. Tell me a little bit about you growing up. What were you like? Thank you. Oh, I am the third of six kids. And so... Um, being in the middle, I was always, I feel like I learned to just be the adapter, to go along, to not, you know, the quiet, if I was quiet, I didn't get in as much trouble or get, you know, it became very comfortable for me to, and easy to not be seen and not be heard. Oh, weren't misunderstood. And I mean, I loved it. I think I have four brothers. And so it, you know, of course that always contributes to creating us how we turn out as adults and the choices that we make. Um, but I loved being part of such a big family and we always had fun. There was always somebody like up to something to make it fun and yeah. funny. Yeah, excellent, beautiful. Oh, compared to me, I'm only like me and my brother. So it was only the two of us and he was six years older than me. So it was not fun. He used to get me in trouble with my mom all the time, checks my books and my homework every day. and. Uh, Oh yeah, I got a beating because of him several times in my younger days. Anyway, but because, you know, he's older and he's a boy and he was a genius, if I may. And uh, anyway, yeah, so talk to me. How did you get into this health and fitness thing? Was it like something you went through or how did you get into it? Yes, of course. So I was teaching school. My degree is in education. I was teaching elementary school, sixth oh. grade. Uh, yeah, I did that for a little over five years. Um, mm -hmm. I taught fifth grade first and then sixth grade. And then I met my husband and we got married. And within, you know, a few very short years, we got married, had three kids, had moved four times, including an international move. Oh, and wow. everything was wonderful. Life was like, you know, exactly 
how we chose it to be, but it was all of a sudden, it felt like all of a sudden, it wasn't all of a sudden, but it was, I was at the bottom of my own to-do list. I was taking care of everyone and everything else, which is what you need to do when you have, you know, three young kids. Yeah, absolutely. But you certainly lose yourself, you know, and it was a little bit, you know, you kind of lose your identity because you are making it about everybody else. And I don't mean that to be, there's no judgment on that. Yeah, yeah. Thing. It just is, but it, you don't realize the toll it takes on you and your body. And yeah, so I was overweight and out of shape and not taking care of myself. And I didn't even know that that was a thing. You know, I didn't even realize that I wasn't taking care of myself. Oh, wow. Looking at you now, I could have, could never picture you overweight at all. Well, thank you. It's yeah. similar struggles that most, most women have and they either figure it out or they're still struggling. Yeah, I know. And then, uh, so did you stop teaching after you had the three kids? I stopped teaching. We started moving for my husband's job when I was okay. pregnant with our first kid. So okay. that kind of happened very naturally. Yeah. Um, to a teaching career and be um, a stay-at-home mom, which I am really grateful for that opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah and then yeah. we kept moving back and forth. Uh, in the delivery room, negotiating sales of homes and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So became you became a mompreneur, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't started this yet, but there was always that side hustle. You know, there was always an MLM or something yeah. I was dipping my feet in because I feel like um, you do when you have that growth mindset. It's yeah. sometimes it's always there all along, and you don't even realize that it's there. Yeah, so absolutely. There- and then how did you get this coaching program? You, you've been studying personal growth, obviously. Can you share who are the people you followed when it comes uh, to personal growth or the books that uh, helped you? Yeah, and if I can back up just for a second real quick, because um, that's such a great question that, you know, in that process, it was like... I. It was that cliche that I didn't, that I was in denial about, like that it was all about my kids, you know? And yeah. so I, something needed to shift and um, I became a certified personal trainer. Okay. And love that. That was wonderful because I was working in my community at our local facility where my kids went to school, you know, where I went to church. And so it just was a beautiful, beautiful time in life. And then in, to keep that certification, certification current, I, um, we got my health coach certification. Okay, and uh, nice. so health coaching was a beautiful catalyst. It did kind of point me in the direction of coaching. Yeah. And what some of the things that come naturally to me, it just made them that much better. So it was um, more skills and tools to help my clients get the life that they desire yeah. and make the health changes that they're wanting to make. Yeah. Um, and even in that, there was still some struggle, you know, there was still like, they would work with me, but there were all these other changes in their life that they were struggling to make or to stick to. Yeah. And that just always got me thinking. And that also was having these really amazing conversations, very intimate conversations with women, with friends, with clients, that it was like, you know, we're amazing women, right? They're out yeah. there pregnant and nobody felt like they were good enough. We struggled with our weight. We struggled with how well we were raising our family. We struggled with keeping up with our homes. We struggled. Everybody either had a side hustle and or a full-time job. You know, nobody is, I was like, and that was kind of like, whoa, 
um, you know, what women are feeling on the inside and how we look like we've got it all together on the outside was like very incongruent. And that was like, this needs to change because I think we're all pretty amazing, you know? So that did launch me that, you know, in this coaching piece to be like, hey, um, let's, let's shift this a little bit and start just really feeding into women and letting them understand and learn mm-hmm. yeah. on the inside. Cause I think on the inside, we feel it, you know, we yeah. kind of get that disconnect along the way on our journeys. Right. Yeah. It happens and, and things take over, but then we feel stuck. So yeah. yes, people that I follow, um, are Tony Robbins, Rick Castillo with the life coach school. Um, Trish Blackwell with, um, she's at trishblackwell.com. She's a fantastic coach. Um, who else really? Oh, uh, Samantha Scali with Hungry for Happiness. She has fantastic programs. And um, there was someone in um, Australia. She does the Emerge Body Image Movement. Her name is escaping me at the moment, but I know I'll think of it later. Yeah. Surprising. The, the three uh, last names you mentioned, I'd never heard of them. Maybe you should message me. I should Google them out. I should check them out. Yeah, they are some of the real leaders in um, this, this space, in this industry of, yeah. of personal growth and development. They all have their own niche as well, which is... Yeah. Um, they focus uh, on health and fitness as well as mindset? No, not necessarily. Uh, Brooke Casillo's program is... Uh, really is just a model to help us understand and uncomplicate. These are my words, not hers, mm-hmm. but I was thinking about how to explain this and um, kind of uncomplicates the humanness and emotions that we go through every day. You know, we feel a lot of emotions, but we're so busy thinking in our heads that we don't typically go through and feel our emotions. Yeah, yeah. I would think most people, if they're not familiar with Tony Robbins, he's easy to find. And he also, it's really interesting too, and learning all the things I've learned about coaching and uh, seeing what other coaches coach on and their niches um, and similar themes in it. Yeah. And that's how I know too, like if there's someone that I think um, is a really good person to get information from and learn from or not yeah. depending on John Strausser with insight coaching is also a good one to follow. Um, Samantha Skelly, who does hungry for happiness. She is a r- real pioneer in this movement as well, where she is like, it is, um, you know, so I take that, all that life coaching, my niche, since I come from the, the health and fitness and wellness industry. Mm-hmm. And now I just, it's life coaching for wellness instead of trying to insert coaching into wellness and fitness. So yeah. I kind of flipped it a little bit because we're trying to force those changes. We want to force those habits and just like restrict what we're eating and force our, pound our bodies and, you know, force these habit changes and really, and then we get upset when they don't stick, right? Yes. There's something wrong with us and we just need more discipline and we need motivation. And until we go back and address what's going on in our hearts and in our minds, our belief systems, how we think, how we talk to ourselves, deal with our emotions that most of us bury because we were taught to bury our emotions, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Especially the older generation. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. And, and that's what we learn to feel our feelings, deal with the emotions in our bodies, because that's what happens when we overeat or over drink or 
binge out on Netflix or social media or whatever. So you can see where it's not just food. Some people binge on exercise. You know, some people binge on restriction. Um, so whether, whatever it is that you choose for your binge, we're just trying to numb those feelings. We feel uncomfortable in our bodies. We feel pain. We feel hurt. Something and we just want to numb that feeling and make it go away because we're not used to and we haven't been taught to feel yeah. the emotion. I know. But the, the thing is, you're right, because even if you teach these women how to lose weight and how to eat and how to exercise, if the mindset is not changed, it's not going to help them. So changing your mindset is extremely important. So that's a very nice combination for me when I had my son. I only have one son. I did not put on weight, shocking, uh, but I went through major postpartum depression. All you had to say to me those days is when my son up until he was like six months, all you had to say, especially if I felt it was a genuine question, hi Gabby, how are you? I would start bawling my eyes out. That is six months. It was horrific. A song from the 80s, a song from the 90s would come on the radio. It would remind me of something. I would sit and bawl my eyes out if like I open and something is missing. And, uh, and my husband, I had asked him the day before and he didn't bring it. I wouldn't argue. I wouldn't do this. I would just go sit in my room and bawl my eye. Oh my goodness. No matter how much I read, I think everybody knows by now I am a book addict and I am a health addict. But no matter how much you read about certain things, you do not understand them up until right. it comes to you. That goes for mental illness as well. I read a lot about it, but you don't know how bad, how hard it is up until a close family member you watch them go through it. So that was for me when I had a baby, but I never put on weight, weird. Yeah. yeah, but before I got married, I was up to size 16 going to size 18. I know it's hard to believe right now because I am size six right now. Um, I went to the gym three times a week, I jogged, but this is what I did. I would be jogging for an hour, the ice cream truck would be there. I would pick like a double ice cream on my way home. So that is like it. My friends used to make fun of me. What's the point of you jogging for an hour if you're gonna stop at the ice cream truck? You know, like. But when I lost the weight, it did not come because of diet. It did not come. It came out of stress, for me. Mm. Yeah, stress is the one. I lost my appetite. I was skipping meals. I wasn't sleeping enough. Eventually, the weight started yeah. to go down. Yeah. So that is it. So I'm working on putting on ten pounds now. I have the opposite problem of everybody else, uh, especially since COVID. <clears throat> a lot of people are working from home now. The fridge is right there. The stove is right there. So they eat and the, everybody I know is put on weight except me. Like, yeah, but I'm trying. I'm working on it. Right. But in, in what I would offer, potentially, it's the same problem whatever the stress is that you're going through that's making you not have an appetite, it still is in your, your beliefs and in your yeah. emotions, right? Yes, still yes. an internal shift. And we could do that, you know, we could, you know, just, and it's, and that's what's hard, like, because you get to choose, right? You can choose how you're thinking about things and how you like to deal with this. And that's what, with COVID, um, 
you know, people got very, very fearful. And I understand the fear, but I also chose to not live that way. I chose, I am not going to live in fear. Fear is a choice. Now, that is also a little bit a result of a lot of the work that I've done with myself, right? It's not like you can just wake up and decide that. You can, but there's a process then for making that decision and getting to that place that you've decided you're going to. Yeah. Um, I think people like, you know, you can change your life in a moment, but there's yeah. also a lot of work to be done. A lot of work, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the fear, the stress, the eating from home, eating, the being, working from home and eating and... Um, you said something else at the beginning of there that I thought, oh, okay. Yeah, the binging. Yeah, I don't do that because uh, my appetite is like not good. And uh, so my doctor suggested that I start eating every two hours, but a very small portion because my stomach eventually shrunk. Mm-hmm. That is how bad it went. So I, he said every two hours, eat a small portion and uh like a little protein and then two hours later maybe a banana and then two hours later maybe some salad every two hours and then your stomach will get used to uh, more food eventually like you can uh, start eating a lot better so i have the opposite problem but yeah so who is your ideal client right now my ideal client are um is is a woman who um you know, like maybe middle-aged, probably a mom, um, someone who feels stuck in life. She feels like they're stuck in the struggle because they are doing all the things and they are taking this. So even if they have this desire to make changes in their life or to be healthier, they're trying to figure out how are they going to make that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and someone who, you know, wants to change. Someone mm-hmm. who says, hey, something's got to give. I was made for more. This is not how we're supposed to go through life. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the process that I would take my clients through definitely helps with health and weight loss, mm-hmm. but it affects everything. And it's going to help your relationships. It's going to, you know, help your, um, your finances, your personal growth. It's your families. I'm like, your health. It yeah, absolutely. So women. Yeah. So that is, that is true because, uh, as moms especially like we it's all about them about the kids it's all about the home it's all about the family we tend to forget ourselves in the process but we have to learn to love ourselves first because if we don't love ourselves we don't love anybody so i think what marissa peer have you heard of her she teaches that so she teaches self-confidence you know and then i've learned like the mirror exercise we learned it from jack canfield louise hay may she rest in peace she used to do that a lot like she used to teach even when she has a phone call she had a mirror by her phone she talks to herself you're gonna kill this conversation right now and then she kisses herself on the mirror and then she does she she was really funny so that is i know it sounds silly for some people it's really powerful for self-confidence so i really appreciate what you do so um you are i know that you are in cincinnati ohio so do you work with people internationally like canada europe or anywhere else how do you do that zoom zoom yeah sure um and that's what's a beautiful about all of this is realizing, you know, and at first I did, I thought, 
coaching has to be done in person. I need to be able to feel their energy and, yes. and read their expressions. And um, I can do it on the phone even. It doesn't even have to be in, um, you know, on the Zoom to see their yeah. faces. Yeah, so it, I can work with anybody in the world. Yeah, yeah. I think Zoom would be, uh, what I like about it, you can see the person, you can read their body language, and uh, you could also feel the energy I do uh, about someone. So Zoom, I think it is good. I think this is the future, right? Yeah. You agree with me? Yes. Zoom is going to be the future now because it's going to be a long time before the way I see things happening, us being locked down after given a little bit of freedom for only 10 days here in Ontario, Canada, only 10 days, uh, Teresa. And then Saturday before Easter Monday, we were on a complete lockdown for a month now. I think probably in May, we will hear if they're going to open up a little more in May or not. So, um, so I don't know how this is going to end. It seems like it's going to be a while before people start going full-time to offices or have a normal life and things like that. So I think it is good. I think Zoom is really making good money, I tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So it is good to know that you people can get in touch with you. You can do Zoom with them. You can do phone calls with them. That is simply amazing. And uh, anything you want to add? Any advice for all the women out there, the mompreneurs out there? Just know that um, you are worth everything you desire in your life and you're capable of getting it. And, amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, it starts with realizing that you want to change that awareness and yeah. just know that you always have a choice. You always yeah. have a choice about you have a choice. Absolutely. Fantastic and well done. Well done. So just for the sake of fun, yeah. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that have nothing to do with life coaching or uh, health and fitness. Okay. So if you had to visit three countries before you die, don't overthink it. <laughs> what countries would they be? I would definitely go back to New Zealand. Okay. I would go to Greece. I've never been to Greece, uh, south of Greece. And um, I kind of want to pick the United States, meaning Alaska and Hawaii. I have been in every state in the lower 48. I have not been to Alaska or Hawaii yet. Yeah. Okay. That's beautiful. You know, most of my... Uh, interviews a lot of them sometimes i forget to ask these questions but when i do egypt comes the first interesting yeah because it's like egypt has a lot of history right and uh and it surprises me like yeah it surprises me it's it's a place to consider if life gets normal it's a good place to visit and learn about history and all that stuff it's and they have the best food they have the best cotton uh in the world and yeah it's just think about it um that is that and then the next question is if you have one dream that you need to fulfill before you die just one dream you want to fulfill before you die what would it be um the first thing that comes to mind is having my book published okay so you haven't published yet I'm not published my book yet, no. Um, yeah, I think I do 
better at communicating my message in person and speaking. Um, and so it doesn't come out the same in print as it does coming out of my mouth. So I may have to speak my book to life, which is fine. There's, yeah. you know, ways of, but I, yeah. I, Your book. I'll, okay. Yeah. After this, but that's one of. Yeah. I think that's doable. You should actually uh, give yourself a deadline to finish it by, if you have started it already, you can do it. You can do it by end of April. Yeah. I you I'll, know how all have projects we're working on. Um, but yeah, uh -huh. I mean, it, and well, I mean, now I'm like, oh, wait, I should talk about like the dream home on the beach or, you know, the, the, the motor home and just drive route 66 and just go visit all the places. Yeah. Um, like I said, in the United States is just a beautiful, beautiful country. So yeah. there's always fun dreams to be had. To do, yeah. In Canada also, I have to say we have a lot of beautiful places that we never knew we existed except like two years ago, I started like going for a drive. Uh, renting these um, Airbnbs in this, oh my goodness. And I said, all this is like within the Ontario. This is just one province I'm talking about. It's absolutely gorgeous. So yeah, I think it's like you have to know what you have, visit where you are first. And uh, I'm a traveler, so I used to be at least before in my younger days. And uh, um, yeah, there are beautiful places. It doesn't have to be far away. Like you just go connect with nature and things like that. So yeah, a book. So if you're busy, I'm going to give you until end of May. How about that? Thank you. Okay. I said August 31st, but so you're No, 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 no. Absolutely not. That is way too far. I'm going to keep you accountable. So end of May is your deadline. And uh, if you need help, I am an editor and formatting. I do editing and formatting and publishing. So if you need help, I don't do that like uh, as a business, but I, I mean like on the side, I do that. And um, if you need, but I think end of May, you can do it. I agree. I yeah. agree. You can do anything we decide we want to do. Yeah. Like uh, Jack Canfield said, if every day, you write one page in one year you have 365 pages nobody writes 365 pages anymore if you do one page every day all you need is 150 pages with valuable information right that's 100 that's uh, three yeah so one third done but, uh, exact oh yeah see see that's why i told you you can do this so Okay, so it was a pleasure having you, and uh, I know, like, it was a pleasure. We can do this another time again, and uh, I am going to be putting, for all people who are watching or listening, I'm going to put uh, Teresa's information and how to get in touch with her, and uh, thank you so much for being on my show. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And uh, I wish you, everybody, grace, peace, balance, and uh, harmony. Thank you very much. Until the next episode.